This is a continuation of me answering your questions from the first few episodes about essential oils and reading some of your amazing comments left for the episode, How Are Essential Oils Made? We talked about growing conditions, how plants are harvested. We talked about extraction methods like steam distillation, CO2 extraction, cold pressing, solvent extraction, and more. Tanya left a comment that she did not know about absolutes or CO2 extraction. Jessica says she didn't know about all of these methods. Alicia says she only knew two of these methods. And Megan says she did not realize that steam distillation was not the only method. Alyssa's comment was, CO2 and solvent were new to her. Interesting how it changes the scent. And Sharon had a question about how many big companies do the extracting or production. Distillers vary depending on the essential oil. When we did our first third-party testing and we decided to do testing on myrrh, I learned there were only three distillers of myrrh at the time. This was 10 years ago. And if you think about how many companies are out there that sell myrrh, you gotta know that they're buying from the same distillers. Myrrh is not something you can grow in your backyard. So depending on what the essential oil is, there may be certain regions of the world where certain plants are more naturally occurring and where you are going to get the most therapeutic value. But I do know for myrrh, again, at the time, 10 years ago, there were only three distillers. Whether that is still true, I'm not sure, but it really, it makes you think about all of the different kinds of essential oils that we have and where the different plant matter is grown and how some essential oils you are going to find more readily available and others not so much. So Sharon, I know this doesn't really answer your question exactly. There is no exact number that I am personally aware of. Maybe one of my listeners has more information. If so, please go to leahjacobson.com slash podcast and use the form to add your information. Deborah's comment is, I didn't know about CO2 extraction. I never thought about organic citrus. I mostly use lemon to clean windows and chrome. This was about my comment. If you are going to use citrus essential oils, make sure you are using organic when applying to the skin because of the pesticides that are in the essential oils. But if you aren't applying to your skin, then organic really isn't worth the extra cost. Suzanne's question is, how do we know the method a company uses to extract the oils? A reputable company will include this information right on their website and even on the bottle so that you know the difference. For some essential oils, they're pretty much always going to be steam distilled. CO2 distillation is becoming more popular. Cold pressing isn't going to work for all essential oils, and neither is solvent extraction. So there are some knowns in that regard, but there are also essential oils oils that pretty much always come in a couple of different ways, and those are usually citrus essential oils. Lemon essential oil, for example, can be steam distilled, and it can be cold pressed. Cold pressed is the more popular version, but it is phototoxic. Bergamot essential oil has a very low topical max of 0.4%. This is one that fortunately is mostly good for inhalation purposes for emotional issues, but if you were to use it on your skin, you definitely want to choose the steam distilled version. It is important that that distinction is made so that you don't burn yourselves, and knowing the extraction method is super important for safety reasons. If the company does not provide the information as to the extraction method, give them a call, send them an email, and try to find that information, and if they don't 
know that information, honestly, I would move on to another company, at least when that specific essential oil is concerned. But if they can't even distinguish between steam distilled and cold pressed for the citrus oils, then you probably want to move on. Suzanne also asked, is it okay to add oils to water? For example, lavender essential oil to spray onto a pillowcase? So yes, I actually have a few linen spray recipes inside of the club where I do mix essential oils with water. If you don't know that essential oils and water don't mix, then this will sound normal to you. But if you know better, if you're like, wait a minute, Leah, essential oils do not mix with water. Yes, yes, I am aware. However, In this case, when you are making a linen spray or another type of spray, what you want to do is just shake it super well before spritzing. Know that if you don't shake it, that the essential oils will be floating on the top of the water. But if you can shake it really fast as you are spritzing, then those essential oils are going to be broken down small enough to get into the straw of the nozzle and then onto your pillow or into the air. Neither scenario you need a carrier oil for. Julia's question was about storing essential oils and she said maybe answered on a future episode, but she just wanted to ask while she's thinking about it. Yes, Julia. It was answered on one of the episodes that I've already published here on Shelf Life. But just as a spoiler, ideally, you should store essential oils in a refrigerator or at least a cool, dark space. Monica's question is about brands. Now, before I answer this, I just want to let you know I will be doing a deep dive on brands beginning the first week of January. So all of your brand questions should be answered in those episodes. But Monica's question is, can two different companies or brands get oils from the same source? Yes, Monica, we have done third-party testing and we have revealed that there were a couple of companies that may not have seemed to be affiliated at all, but based on the third-party testing that was done, we could see right away that, yep, they're getting their essential oils from the same source. Now, in general, this really is not much of a surprise. As I mentioned earlier about myrrh essential oil, there can only be, for some essential oils, a few different distillers But yes, most brands are actually purchasing from bulk suppliers. There are hundreds, if not thousands of brands at this point, and there are a few bulk suppliers that most of those companies purchase from. So they absolutely do come from the same source. For the most part, the only difference is the marketing and their labels. Heidi has a great question of pretty much a DIY cold press essential oil. And she says that she infuses citrus peels in vinegar to make her own cleaning products. She has tried mashing peels after removing from the vinegar, but it didn't work. And is there a better way so she can use the peels for more intense smelling cleaner? Yes, Heidi, I love doing this. And you don't even need to mash the peels. If you basically drown your citrus peels in vinegar, the oils will naturally separate from the rinds on their own because of the vinegar. You can stir them around in the vinegar to encourage them to dissolve faster if you want, 
But after a period of time of weeks or even months, the longer the better, you can strain out your awesome DIY goo removing citrus spray and you can toss those rinds away and you have an amazing cleaner and you basically just made your own essential oil. Very similar to cold pressing when you are using the citrus rinds. So do not throw your citrus rinds away. Use it to make your own essential oil cleaner. Christine's comment was that she didn't realize the absolutes were solvent extracted. Yep, the more you know. Francine says she didn't know about CO2 extraction. And Sahid says that explains why I have three different bottles of the same essential oil, yet they all smell a bit different. Makes sense. Yes, that can be a reason. Different extraction methods can provide different aromas. Leela says, great information. I didn't know the CO2 extraction resulted in a shorter shelf life. Sherry says, I have Rose Absolute. It is the most affordable way to get Rose. I use it mostly as a perfume. Yes, Rose can be super expensive. The Rose Absolute is a little bit more affordable and you definitely want to use it carefully and sparingly. Lisa's asking, how does one avoid purchasing solvent extractions? Are they labeled as such in your experience? Yes, they should be labeled. Reputable companies will label solvent extracted essential oils as an absolute. If they don't specifically say jasmine absolute versus jasmine essential oil or rose absolute versus rose essential oil, first of all, you will know by the price, that's for sure. Second of all, you should see it in the description on the website. And if you don't, move on to a website that actually provides that information for you. So that's all we have for the questions and comments under the How Are Essential Oils Made episode. Next, I will answer your questions and comments for Do Essential Oils Last Forever? Stay tuned. This is Leah Jacobson, empowering you to use essential oils safely. I hope you learned something new today. Tell a friend about our podcast so they can learn too. All episodes are available at leahjacobson.com slash podcast.